We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We could be the generation that finally breaks the chains. We were made to be courageous. Hello and welcome to the podcast Man Up University. Today we're going to be looking at the commands of Christ. There are over 50 commands of Christ that were given to us throughout the Bible and we're going to start a series that goes through each and every one of them individually to break it down and really have an understanding of it. So today's is on repentance. If you take a look in Matthew 4:17. At the beginning of when Jesus was beginning his ministry, he had just been baptized, he had went through the temptation by the enemy. And it says in Matthew 4:17, From that time on, Jesus began to preach, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near." Repent. In the interlinear Bible, it says that the Greek translation for repentance is metanoeo. It occurs over 34 times inside the Bible. And the definition that they give is to change one's mind, to change one's mind for better, heartily to amend with abhorrence of one's past sins. So let's get into that a little bit. For me, I see repentance as a turning around of getting from one trajectory or one path to another. Now, if we're living in the world and being of the world, we're led on a path towards destruction. We're led on a path towards the world and essentially hell. If we choose another path, we choose the, the path of salvation, path through Jesus Christ, that's a path towards repentance. That is a path of, of living a life through Jesus and the way he had intended for us to live our lives. And so as we see how important this very first thing or very first step is, repentance. Let's go back into Psalms 32, 1 through 5. It says, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. So there are a couple things that stick out in that verse. There's an acknowledgement of sin. There's not covering up of the iniquity. And there's a confessing of the transgressions. Now the best part of that all is that he forgave the guilt of our sin. So we see that as we acknowledge that sin, we do not cover it up, we confess, he will be faithful to forgive it. Now, 
we talk about in Psalms 51, 4, it says, Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. So there's awareness of God that is present there. That without the awareness of God, without the awareness of his laws, of, of his commandments, there is nothing to balance it out against. There is no feeling of sin. There is no uh, nothing to compare it to. But with the awareness of God, we become aware of what it is that we're doing that is not pleasing to God, that we're not abiding in what his commandments are ask us to do. The next verse is Psalms 139.23. It says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. It, it's a very dangerous verse, it's, but it's very important is to ask God to search us. And the thing is, is that there are times when we're not even aware exactly of what it is that we're doing incorrectly. We're not aware because often the enemy utilizes deception to confuse us, to distract us, to not even make us aware of the things that we are doing that are displeasing to God. And in the life of a Christian, it should be our one of our main purposes should be to glorify God and, and please Him and live our life according to what He has already commanded us to do mainly this in this aspect being repentance. In Psalms 51, 17, it says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. So a broken heart it referring to here is broken to what grieves God. We can't do that without the awareness. We can't do that without that understanding. That there is something that the Lord has asked us to do. There's commandments that are in place for us to do and follow. And when we don't do that, it grieves his heart. And our purpose should be to go ahead and be blameless in front of him. Walk blameless in front of him. And to please him. And to glorify him. In Isaiah 57 it says, For thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, and also with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly, and to revive the hearts of the contrite. Being in that frame of mind, and that perspective, is necessary for that repentance, for that turning around, for that change. Because... For many of us, we are stubborn, we're prideful, we get stuck in our own ways, and we are not willing to make the necessary changes to turn around and to choose a different path. Because living the way that we have been living, we've been living according to the way we want to. We've been choosing for ourselves, and we've been doing what is best for us or what we think. But in actuality, it's not. It's a life of deception. Deception in pursuing the things of this world, because we're not supposed to. And in order to be able to get that change, it requires our heart to be broken. It requires our heart to be lowly and have an understanding of how much we've grieved God. So that way we can turn around, repent, turn around and truly repent to what it is that we were doing so that we no longer choose to grieve God. We choose to serve Him. We choose to praise Him. We choose to thank Him and glorify Him. In Second Corinthians, Paul writes, 
2 Corinthians 9 through 11, Yet now I am happy, not because you were made sorry, but because your sorrow led to repentance. For you became sorrowful as God intended, and so were not harmed in any way by us. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. See what this godly sorrow has produced in you. What earnestness, what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what concern, what readiness to see justice done. At every point you have proved yourself to be innocent in this matter. It's important to note that Paul is talking about worldly repentance compared to godly repentance. It says what godly repentance does. Godly repentance leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. And that type of sorrow is, oh, I'm sorry I got caught. But that's not true repentance. That's just, oh, no, now I have to say sorry. Now I have to, to try to make it better because I got caught. Whereas if you weren't caught, you would continue in the same fashion. And that's not true repentance. True repentance is the repudiation of sin and actively taking the steps to avoid anything that would cause you to stumble. If you are an alcoholic, you're not going to go to a bar and say, okay, I'm just going to go be in the bar. No, because that's going to lead to temptation, which ultimately will lead to failing and stumbling. We need to actively be aware of the deception that the enemy places in our minds to once again chain us up and tie us up so that way we can live the life that he wants us to and not a godly life, not the life that is pleasing to God. When that repentance begins, it, it, it begins in Acts 19, 18, 19. It says, many of those who believe now came and openly confessed what they had done. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. They came out and openly confessed what they had done. They were doing wrong, and they recognized it. And they made the steps, they took the steps to stop what they were doing that was unpleasing to God. They stopped it, regardless of the value that it came from. And in our own lives, we are called to do the same thing. We are called to live a holy and righteous life. We are called to seek God's word and seek God's will and follow his commandments that he's left for us. In Romans 13, 14, it says, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. When we repent, we walk away from that sinful life that we once lived. We turn away from that. We turn away from the way the world dictates for us to live our lives. And we live a life of humility. We live a life of righteousness, of blamelessness, seeking actively to pursue God's will in everything and anything that we do. We seek to glorify Him. We seek to praise Him. We thank Him. And that's the life we're looking to lead. And the thing about repentance, when it's done the right way, repentance leads to bearing fruit. It leads towards action, action of reconciliation with the Father. And once the reconciliation with the Father begins, then you start reconciling with our human counterparts, 
our friends, our brothers, our neighbors. We start to learn how to love them the way God had intended for us to love them. We don't gratify our own fleshly desires, but we gratify His will, and we seek to glorify Him. 1 Thessalonians 1.9 For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Repent, to turn to God from idols and to serve the living and true God. To serve Him is to give Him everything. Our hearts, our minds, our souls, everything. We turn to Him. And we turn from those idols, those things that distract us, those things that keep us from coming closer to God. For it says, if you come close to God, He will come close to you. If you seek you will find. If you ask, you will get. If you knock, the door will be open to you. These are the things that we should actively be seeking. And repent is an action word. It requires action. It requires action that leads towards salvation. So I hope that today's podcast, you were able to gain some new insight into repentance. I hope that you were able to come a little closer to what true repentance is. And in your minds and in your hearts, it let the Spirit convict you and point out to you the things that are causing you to stumble, the things that are causing you to go away from God as opposed to getting closer to God. So with that being said, this is the first in, in 50 of the commands of Christ. So we hope to see you guys next time in Man Up University podcast. Thank you be a blessing.